0: Hey everybody welcome back to The Dive where we explore the nitty-gritty of creativity here in South Carolina. I'm GP McLear, Executive Director of the South Carolina Arts Alliance and today we're talking with our State Superintendent of Education Molly Spearman. Uh, Molly is a statewide elected official who is in charge of all of our public schools in South Carolina and we sat down with her to talk about uh, arts education and a little bit about education reform Uh, Superintendent Spearman's actually a former music teacher so she's got a great passion for the arts and we really enjoyed sitting down with her Uh, we hope you guys enjoy it
1: Hello everyone, I'm Molly Spearman, State Superintendent of Education in South Carolina since 2014 when I was elected, took office in January 2015.
0: When was your first year of teaching? How long have you been in education? Oh my
1: goodness, well I graduated high school in 1972, college in 76 at Lander, Uh, but there was a few, we got married, moved all over the country, so I really did not start teaching until 1979.
0: So, you've you've got experience in the classroom. Yes, I do.
1: (laughs) Well, I taught for 18 years uh, as a music teacher, certified K-12 choral.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Piano was my emphasis instrument, but my certification's in choral. And I did a few years of all of high school, but mostly Mm K-8. And uh, spent almost 14 years, 18 years total teaching. Mm
0: -hmm. Why a music teacher to begin with?
1: (laughs) Well, I came along in the 60s and early 70s. There weren't a lot of options for young women then. You were either a teacher or a nurse. Mm -hmm. And I passed out when I saw blood, so I thought I'd better do (laughs) the teaching. But music was my talent. Mm -hmm. Uh, My family was very musical, and from early on, I knew that I wanted to do something in music. Uh, I never had a music teacher in my one through 12 uh, years of schooling. We, I had a piano teacher who came to our school and my parents paid for piano lessons, but our school really did not have a general music teacher nor a full-time choral teacher. We had a librarian who was a beautiful soloist and for graduation each year, we put a girls chorus together and I would accompany and this okay. partner would be the choral director, but I really did not have a, a good program at all. So I didn't s- see what a music teacher really would do until I went to college and started observing teachers in the Greenwood area mm-hmm. and realized what I had missed out on. Mm-hmm. And um, to be honest, that's impacted a lot of my beliefs and my uh, goals and my passion now is to really try to increase the opportunities for all students in mm-hmm. South Carolina, particularly those in rural areas, because often they don't know what they're missing mm-hmm. because they've never seen it. And so, um, I lived that, and, and thankfully I survived, but uh, college was a steep curve for me because mm. I had a lack of experience. Mm.
0: Uh, what was it about like, the impact of the arts on, on education for the students as you taught? I guess we'll start there and then. Over.
1: Well, I know the arts open uh, a, a world uh, for students, and the first one is just fun. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful, arts are beautiful. And uh, it reaches your soul. It makes you happy or sad. It creates emotion. And for our students mm-hmm. to be able to experience that and to be so engaged in mm-hmm. school is really important. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of students, I think, if, if they could be involved in a really strong arts program, they would probably not drop out of high yeah. school. There are others who find their talents and find their passion through the arts. And that's what we're really supposed to be about in education Mm -hmm. is finding your passion. So that's why we need to offer an array of opportunities, not just reading and writing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the language (laughs) arts and science, but a well-rounded person. So that's where I see the arts impacting education uh, and opens up a world of creativity and collaboration, a chance for students to work together. A chance for students to see that you don't really get excellence mm-hmm. without hard work you have to practice over and right. over and over and you have to work together as a group you have to follow directions there's just so many good skills mm-hmm. that come from being involved in the arts uh, that I don't know there are few ways for children to get that mm-hmm. and so um, it's really really important to have a strong educational opportunity without having a strong arts program, Mm -hmm. I believe. Mm
0: -hmm. How are the arts represented within the the larger state department of education?
1: Well, we have a wonderful director of our arts education, Carrie Ann Power, who works here and Carrie Ann is our face of the arts and she works with all the different associations and groups that would be Mm -hmm. uh, involved with the arts around South Carolina. She, along with other teacher educators, have helped to write our visual arts standards, our our music standards. We're one of the few in the country to have all of our standards in place. Um, So that's that's very important. She also does uh, a wide variety of teacher development Mm -hmm. in the arts. So we... You know we're really proud of that there have been times when there was not a full-time arts person mm-hmm. but i'm glad that we have that position here um we also just on a side note really try to include the arts as much as possible we have a number of events that the department of education sponsors we always try to feature student mm-hmm. artists uh, at those events whether it's through their visual art or performing arts and uh, through our Rutledge Scholarships, we award excellence in the arts there. So uh, I make sure it's not mm-hmm. forgotten as well as yeah. my staff, you know, what are we going to do to include the arts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And the over the last year, really, there's been a lot of talk about education reform in South Carolina. And uh, I'm interested about your top three uh, I guess favorite things that are in education reform right now, and I know there's, we all know there's no there's no passage of a bill right now, but of the of the product that's being presented currently, what are your some of your your three or whatever many favorite?
1: Well, activities? one of the things, as I mentioned earlier, I really do have a burden for expanding opportunities for our students all across South Carolina, and one way to do that is to make sure that we have very very efficient school districts and generally we do Mm -hmm. most of our districts are efficient but I think some of our smallest districts are are not and we need to be encouraging those smaller districts to share services when we talk about shared services it's usually about sharing an adult Mm of uh, uh, finance director or technology director HR director but it is also about sharing program opportunities it really just grieves me when I see students in one side of the county have opportunities maybe to be maybe it's just being in a chorus mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> in, a, in a choral group and the students at the high school in the district on the other side of the county don't have a course mm-hmm. and you meet those students and you see their talents and and how um, skilled they are and and how much they would gain from being in some groups so I'm encouraging superintendents and folks to really think outside the box That it's not about competing Mm -hmm. with from one district to the other but it really the bottom line should be how do we expand opportunities for Mm -hmm. our students so in the education reform bill it speaks very much to shared services even to the point of consolidation of Mm -hmm. school districts um, and giving incentives i'm really pleased that the budget that will soon be finalized uh, has money in it a significant amount of money For us to incentivize school districts working together (laughs) which is kind of sad that we have to do that but but I know that they do need funding Mm -hmm. to offer programs and we will give you more funding for more programs if you will do it and include as many students as possible Mm -hmm. not just those in your own school district so to me that's one of the most uh, progressive things that we've done in mm-hmm. South Carolina and honestly this is not happening across the country when I tell folks about it they're very intrigued about how far along we are with this conversation mm-hmm. they know how difficult and emotional it is so that's that's one thing that I'm really really excited about and I think the other is just the again increased opportunities for students um, in whatever area whether it's in computer science mm-hmm. um, and in and w- in enticing more students to go into the teaching field Mm -hmm. whatever it might be just to expand opportunities for students because that really should be our number one priority Mm -hmm.
0: Mm so as you said uh, you know the bill hasn't won't be passed this year so there's more work to be done Um, are there? a couple things that you think that you'd like the legislature to take a closer look at as they move forward in this conversation?
1: Well I think number one and I've been talking about this for a long, long time is that we need to update our funding formula. Uh, Our Education Finance Act was passed in 1977. It was passed and it served us very, very well in an economy that relied on the textile industry Mm -hmm. where every community in South Carolina had a textile mill. But that that has passed passed away and it's no longer true and the funding formula has been patched for 40 almost 50 years now so it's time for us to rethink that and set up a new funding formula based on the needs the economic status of South Carolina and the new career opportunities for Mm -hmm. our students and just and and the needs of our students so I'm really excited that the legislature is looking at that and that will be a top priority Mm -hmm. for us to make sure that that gets through Um, secondly I think we always have to continue thinking about what can we do to support our teachers we know the most important person really Mm -hmm. uh, is not the superintendent Mm -hmm. uh, but it really gets down, or the principal, gets down to that teacher in Mm -hmm. the classroom. And so we need to support what's happening in the classroom. And when I talk with teachers, that's what they talk about. We need more support. So what does that mean? I think it means um, more mental health counselors, Mm -hmm. uh, more social workers, more school nurses, all those uh, support areas that can take a teacher away from giving instruction and our children are bringing so many issues to school now uh, in emotional and mental health mm-hmm. issues and just healthcare needs yep. that any type of support that we can give will free up time that the teachers can be on task teaching their kids. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge piece uh, and will be a top priority for me when the legislature comes back. And then as I mentioned earlier, continuing these incentives for our smallest districts to work together mm-hmm. and help them financially so that they can make it happen and can expand opportunities for mm-hmm. the students all across the state
0: mm-hmm. the the education reform uh, conversation I feel like was really started uh, when we codified the profile of the graduate that kind of I think started everyone to realize all right we finally have, at least have a common vision so how do we get there um, so I, I, I believe that everything that every little group and in including the department is trying to do is to achieve the profile, or at least allow students to achieve the profile. Um, how, it, the profile specifically names a lot of different things, uh, life characteristics and and, and skills. Uh, it's inclusive of the arts and creativity. Um, how do you think education reform can better embrace those concepts as we all work to achieve that profile?
1: Well. I think uh the profile and I agree the profile has really changed and 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 taken us along a better path for education in South Carolina started uh, years ago. I was in my old job uh, mm-hmm. with the school Administrators Association when a group of twelve superintendents started that work mm-hmm. and it was really uh, wonderful to be a part of it from the from its con- inception mm-hmm. so it's, it's really about helping students find their passion mm-hmm. and so that fits perfectly into what we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Often the arts are the passion are the way to find your passion through the arts so giving those opportunities we have to make sure that every student in South Carolina has a wide array of opportunities in the arts mm-hmm. uh, to, to meet the need of the profile of the graduate. But I think right now one thing I'm focusing on and I'm very, very pleased that our new ESSA, our Every mm-hmm. Student Succeeds Act, um, our accountability system does use multiple measures of how do you rate a school mm-hmm. success in, in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a ways to go and I am really pushing that the arts be included in our accountability mm-hmm. system, particularly um, at the elementary and middle school level since right now those are based just still on on test scores, right. language right. arts, math and science will be um, on the test score. So we've got to, we've got to figure out a way to measure it and differentiate mm-hmm. on the the program mm-hmm. but i that's a top priority for me over the summer and in the fall it won't happen on this night uh, on the 2019 report right. card but hopefully by 2020 our report cards will have some type of measure in including the arts in our accountability system i think it might be a little easier to figure it out at the high school level mm-hmm. Uh, as we plan for career, college and career readiness where yes. arts programs can be included mm-hmm. in, in those uh, checkoffs mm-hmm. for that a, that a high school student is prepared by taking AP courses in the mm-hmm. arts, music theory, there are several courses mm-hmm. that are available. But that is the real measure, I think, for all of us in South Carolina business folks and particularly look at the report card system. Mm-hmm. So we've got to figure this out Uh, it's easy to say it but figuring out how to measure it and I've asked arts groups to Mm -hmm. assist us in this and we're getting closer but it is a top priority for me as soon as possible that we have this as part of our accountability system Uh,
0: uh, our uh, our organization is on that smaller subgroup of the arts things and with Ashley Brown from the Arts Commission kind of leading the arts voice at the table so
1: I need y'all to figure it out and come tell me how to do this Um, it's a really interesting conversation well for me you know it's just uh, I I could be satisfied in just saying that students have a certain amount of uh, arts presented to Mm -hmm. them that they have the opportunity to participate Mm -hmm. in arts programming but um, unfortunately, the, the U.S. Department of Education says we have okay. to be able to differentiate from what's excellent, what's mm-hmm. in our four, yeah. five categories. So we've got to figure it out, but I'm calling on all my arts friends <laughs> to uh, tell me the best way to do that. Yeah,
0: well, so obviously you have a passion for the arts. You, you've been, your teaching, your teaching career is really rooted in you discovering your love for music and the absence of it in your, in your time as a student. So in a a perfect world, uh, what does a full embrace of the arts in a classroom look like to you?
1: Well, I think giving a wide array of high quality arts experiences, where it's, whether it's in music or or visual art or in theater or dance or whatever, perhaps Mm -hmm. even computer science, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that, that that's available and it's high quality. And that the teachers are well trained Mm -hmm. Uh, and maybe someday we'll get to even counting the uh, knowledge that students gain outside the regular Mm -hmm. schoolroom a schoolhouse Uh, those students who take private lessons or can show their proficiency by Mm -hmm. their rehearsal Mm -hmm. uh, I'd like for us someday to get to where that competency is Mm -hmm. recognized as well and that they're rewarded for that
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Uh so a little bit more of a technical question, I guess. The for those who don't know, the the department identifies critical need areas in, in across the education spectrum, mostly in terms of uh, in this for this question within teacher shortages. Uh, all of the major art disciplines are or content areas are critical needs areas. Um, so. How can we fill, I mean, that's an easy question, I guess. Uh, how can we fill that gap?
1: <laughs> well, I think it's, it starts that you've got to have great arts programs in K-12 so that students can become proficient so that when they major in art in, in college that they're successful mm-hmm. and we can, hopefully they had a happy experience and will want to go back to the classroom. Mm-hmm. That would be the number one way. Uh, second is to have really strong alternative certification programs, which I believe we already do through PACE. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can have majored or show your proficiency uh, in the art and not have a certification mm-hmm. uh, when you can get a job and then you can work with us at the Department of Education mm-hmm. through a two-year program to become fully certified. And there are other alternative certification pathways as well. So, and, and we also have an adjunct professor certification that I don't think a lot of people know about. Uh, this is for the, for the well-trained musician or artist who might only wanna teach one or two courses. You're limited to mm-hmm. teaching one or two courses a year, but you can be fully certified and, and receive full pay for doing that even if you don't have your teacher certification. So there may be choir directors yeah. or musicians out there who would qualify for this, and it would be a part-time job, mm-hmm. but it would certainly help out in filling some of these needed um, spots. Uh, we have to continue to give competitive salaries for all our teachers, uh, and particularly in the critical needs areas, mm-hmm. I think, to entice folks into uh, into teaching. That's across the board. And with, I would say this so that the public might, um, who may not know, but when you do, uh, graduate or teach in a critical needs area then you can have your student loans paid off uh, if you go to teach in a critical needs geographic area or if you're in a critical needs subject area Mm -hmm. so to all those music folks out there who might say I don't want to take out the student loans Mm -hmm. we the state will pay those loans for you uh, if you are teaching in one of these critical Mm -hmm. needs areas so we're we're trying to be progressive and think of incentives um, and, and are open. But again, I think having those wonderful opportunities available, supporting our teachers with all the things that we've already discussed. And then on top of that, in music arts, that we pay your loans off mm-hmm. should be, should entice folks to come into the field. Yeah.
0: Um, so as, as we wrap up, I kind of have one more sort of, I guess you could call it a fun question. Uh, it seems like most teachers have some sort of favorite Grade level range, or they're you're made to be an elementary school teacher, or you're made to be a middle school teacher. Uh, do you have a when you were teaching sort of a well? Most I've taught loved all
1: I've taught all levels, uh, K through twelve, and honestly, I loved every age group. You're right. Middle school had um, it was another world, and you <laughs> had to really know how to reach out mm-hmm. and understand middle school kids. It took me a year to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, because the school I was in, the students were very undisciplined, and mm-hmm. it took a year before we could really start getting anything mm-hmm. accomplished, but after that, I loved them. Yeah. <laughs> the first year, <laughs> I was not so sure, but overall, I'd have to say probably third grade, mm-hmm. and here's why, because traditionally, in third grade, that's when you've studied South Carolina history. Mm-hmm. That's changing a little bit now, but uh, I love doing all the South Carolina songs, yeah. and the dance routines, and and really being a supplement to what was going on in the regular classroom and supplying that cultural side of what South Carolina is about and what, and then to go even further, just the United States, teaching the folk songs and and patriotic songs, really, um, I love that. And uh, so I guess that was probably my most fun grade Mm -hmm. was those third graders. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I had a chance recently to substitute Mm -hmm. teach for a day. I had not done that in a long time. And it was still held true. I think when those little third graders came Mm -hmm. in, I was most at ease and um, was able to really reach out to them and engage them in the lesson that day.
0: Oh, great. Well, thank you so much for taking some time today to talk with us. Um, Any other thoughts or anything that we didn't cover?
1: Well, I, again, I, I, for all teachers, I would just say thank you for being a teacher. It's the most profound profession possible in mm-hmm. that you can change lives. You have that opportunity all day long, every day, uh, to work with young people and helping shape them and the future of our state nation. But to arts teachers, I would say that you bring an extra joy. Uh, you bring joy to the other teachers mm-hmm. because usually that's when they get their planning mm-hmm. time but you also bring a great joy to the students that they take home and brighten their day and engage them in something that they, in beauty. And so my hat's off to uh, any uh, arts teacher because I think it's probably the best
0: job in the world. I agree, thank you so much. we want to thank superintendent molly spearman for letting us come to her office in columbia and talk about arts education in our state Uh, superintendent spearman uh, you know understands the role that the arts play in in education and in our workforce and it was really great to talk to her about all of that i hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did Uh, if you uh, haven't already make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast on itunes share it with your friends And until next time, stay creative, South Carolina.